Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Paige Hardy, and this is episode number 65. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, one of our sponsored artists. But before I get into that, I want to talk about some neon news. Last week, we had on Ariana Tysinger. She is an actress, a contortionist. She's a burlesque dancer. She even shoves nails in her face. So to say nonetheless, it was an exciting podcast last week. If you missed it or you want to go watch it again, you can access it over here on Facebook through our little video tab. And shortly, we will be going over to YouTube, guys. I promise I'm going to make it another platform for you all to watch these lovely podcasts on. So aside from that, within the neon black world, other than our drops for winter, we've got some exciting stuff coming up for you in 2020, so stay tuned. I'm very excited for next week's episode. But without further ado, let's get into today's guest, one of our sponsored artists, Stitchy C. He has been very productive in this last year, and I'm really excited to talk about what he's been up to. So please welcome Stitchy C. All right, sweet. You got your background too. I got music going on in my background too. <laughs> I'm listening to Eddie Money though. I'm listening to you. Yeah, I'll turn mine off then. <laughs> well, thanks for sure for coming again to this podcast. It's been uh, it's been a full year since we've had you on. I know that seems like way too long. And you know, I'm telling you, January yeah. 30th. Like that's, that's, that's like talk to your boss about that or something. I know, and I'll have to do like a definitely like more of a six less than a six month basis. Actually, more that's definitely more than a six month. Still, it's crazy. Um, lots happened in a year. I've come to a few. I've come to one of your shows. I mean, I haven't been able to make it out to Charlotte a whole bunch of times, but uh, you've had a bunch of shows. You've uh, dropped a new album, Colors. You've uh, moved now. Uh, you've been all over the place this last year. Yeah, I've been. I've been trying to like just put some footing down somewhere and then just you know blast off so i can i can concentrate on on one thing at a time and that would be like the career but you know i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here shows in between and uh i think i'm i think i'm firmly in, in a good place at the moment i've been here for about two two and a half months so we'll see Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, uh, good looks, good looks. I love the get-up, by the way. Neon everything. Got the hat, you got the chain, you got the hoodie. Rocking it. All day, every day. I'm the only one with one. I know, I love it. I was just going to mention that, too. It's killer. Got to get some uh, some ones with some diamonds on there, some rocks. Oh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's going to happen. It's in the it's, works. It's works. You know, I'm not I'll, about just I'll you two. I'd rock myself a little, a little. I would definitely go smaller though. I could not wear a necklace that big. <laughs> well, you know, we're rappers, so we have to get as big as we can with it looking decent. Gotta be gaudy. I love it. Um, speaking <laughs> of being, being out there, uh, talk about colors. Um, it was a pretty big drop for you. I know this was your first album that you released since you've out of your label. Mm-hmm. Um, had a huge release party over in Charlotte that sadly uh, Easy Mac wasn't able to attend because of border reasons. Which yeah, the U.S. border system fucking sucks. I know, but you, uh, we did have plans. I know we were supposed to originally record the video for I Don't Care that day with 
King Rash, but you guys ended up recording it about a month ago, I believe, back in September, and you dropped it not too long ago. September, yeah. not a month ago. More, definitely more than a month ago. Yeah, we recorded it in, in September, and I, then I think we dropped it um, in November at some point. So, yes. Yeah, we dropped it like a month ago. So, yeah, yeah you're right. You're on schedule. <laughs> you're good. So, so between that whole process, because it was so chaotic, what would you say was the hardest part about, I guess, not just the album itself, but also, you know, the video leading up to it? What was you say that was the biggest struggle about releasing that album? Um, getting in the studio to record it, basically, um, because I record in Greensboro. Um, mm-hmm. I live like in past Charlotte now in South Carolina. Um, and I could record elsewhere. I, I could. But, you know, when you when you build a repertoire with somebody with an engineer and then you always have your best friend who, in my case, is DJ Philly Fresh, who also makes a lot of my beats in the mm-hmm. studio with me to direct my sound and help me with where I'm going. Like, I can't just I can't just be like, you know, like I used to do and look at Google and be like, okay, there's a studio. Let me book an appointment real quick. Like, I just, I can't do it like that. I have, I have to go with what I, I, I know that I'm good at. And that's what you guys heard on the colors album was that big collaboration. And once you take a giant step forward, like I feel like I did, I'm not going back. So yeah, that's the biggest struggle is just getting in the studio and recording all that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And then when it came to the music video, aside from obviously not being able to fully record it the first time around, um, I was able, you know, I've watched that music video. I absolutely love when you're just got your face pressed up against like the toilet and you're just, you're just singing your lyrics, just like so nonchalantly. Um, what was like, what, what was the idea process behind coming up with that video? I like, like creativity (laughs) well the idea was me and king rash were just like yo we're gonna record it as skylark there's so many different areas of skylark where we can just make some stupid shit happen and Mm. the the funny thing about that video is we we uh we threw a show so we had a show around the video shoot so we could have more extras and more different shit happening in the background and uh the videographer was an hour and a half late and Damn. people started feeding me shots because i was getting a, he wasn't responding to messages and stuff like that and so i'm like yo this isn't gonna happen so i'm like people start feeding me shots like you need to calm down and um so he finally got there and uh started recording the video and i'm gonna be honest with you Paige, i don't remember half of what we shot i was plastered <laughs> the time like i've been blackout drunk three times in my life that's one of them i don't remember anything um there's periods in the editing program where he was sending me the video where i was like oh yeah <laughs> right like the, the where i start mopping the floor and yeah. stuff or, yeah, I, don't I, remember that. That. <laughs> I don't remember that <clears throat> i don't remember standing on a chair with all those cans behind me wrapping that i don't remember that where i'm standing on a chair and somebody's holding me i don't remember that um the process in the bathroom i remember recording that bits and pieces and my thing was just i don't give a shit because i'm just i'm just that drunk and i wanted to look like i'm that drunk and i'm really (laughs) that drunk so i'm gonna act that drunk and this is how i would be 
that drunk. Like, if I'm about to puke, which I was about to puke, I don't care whose ass cheeks have been on that thing at that point. I'll just take a shower and disinfect later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, everything you saw in that video was 100% blackout drunk. <laughs> okay. So, which is awesome, because, I mean, it's, it doesn't come off that way. I mean, obviously, like, you know, it being the theme of the song, it does. But, you know, it, and the acting, I guess you would call it, it didn't really come yeah. off that sloppy. Well, um, we did the performance first, because, you know, in the video, there's some performance video. We yes. did that first. I remember all of that. But I also remember starting to get a little fuzzy during the performance, too. And then I don't remember much else after all that. I think we were just running around like, yo, we could do it right here. We could, we could shoot one right here. Yo, play it, play it. And then, like, I got between two of my homeboys. I was like, yo, you want to be in it? Yeah, yeah. Play it, play it, play it. And I was like, yo, we need to do something in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, the game system. How do we utilize? Oh, we can utilize that. So, I mean, we, we went in there like 6 o'clock with this big, big plan. And then by 2 a.m., I couldn't remember. I didn't know what we were doing, so. Yo, that's crazy. That's a story and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, if you had to uh, actually be, I guess, sober for this process, how did you have the music video planned? The exact same way. <laughs> the exact okay. same way. Like, like literally, this is what we were going to do. And we okay. were just going to make it look like we were like crazy and stupid and doing dumb shit. But instead, we were just drunk and doing drunk shit. Yeah, started, okay. You know, that's that, it, it came out exactly like what we were going for. We were just going for more aggressive instead of more intoxicated. I gotcha. Okay, all right, that makes sense. That's, uh, that's, that's fairly noticeable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. Still spot on. Um, it was a great video. So speaking a little bit more about the actual album of colors, I know we spoke earlier on this, uh, your top tracks from 2019. Uh, I know that it's, we've got the Kool-Aid, um, the Kool-Aid cocktail, yeah, send nudes and I don't care. Out of mm -hmm. all of those songs on colors, were you surprised that those were the top songs? Not at all. Not at all. I was I was surprised that I don't care would have been one of the top songs, and I think that has something to do with the fact that the music video is out there. But I knew that Sin News was going to be a hit, and I knew that Kool Aid Cocktail was going to be a banger. I think uh, I thought that I Forget would have been like one of the more bigger ones because that's one of my favorite songs. It's just yeah. it, that song is just so true to form. It's just about me doing a show and a friend of mine. Who get who's like yo? I'm going to the show. Why don't you guys ride with us? And we we're like okay. And then uh, next thing I know, he he's got a dab rig in the car, and we're just taking dabs. And instead of you know like smoking a joint or hitting the bowl at the show, we're doing collabs. And I am like so the song I forget was was my favorites, one of my favorites. But I knew that Kool Aid Cocktail was gonna hit, and I knew that um I knew that Sin Nudes was gonna hit hard. So. And they're still hitting hard because these numbers are just these is they just keep rising. So, oh, for sure. I think it's so interesting uh, how 
when artists are recording these songs that they think are going to be top hits and then it completely is a 180 from what they released like what their top hit is compared to what they thought it was so it's really cool that you know your expectations kind of you know they're there they met you they met your expectations so that's really cool knowing that what you musically hear and what you're creating and producing you know kind of already ahead of time where it's going to go you know your fan base and that's awesome yeah um, yeah it's a lot of that album was just a lot of fun though. I thought Fuck Boy would be bigger than it is because it was it was more popular with the ladies. But mm-hmm. all my all my dude friends, well more my rapper friends than anything that I look to for advice, they're like, What the fuck did you do? That shit is whack. I'm like, it's not for you. Shut up. All the white girls love it. Right? So I thought Fuckboy would, would do a little bit better than it has, but you know, we're still getting there. We got an awesome video planned out for that one. So. Ooh, excited. Boys type shit. Oh, hell yeah. Talking about on the beach wearing all white doing a dance with the wind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want to give too much away, but that music video is going to be fucking great. I'm already like picturing you like in this white like button up shirt on the beat. Oh god, that's gonna be great. That's Nick gonna Carter be... style, baby. That's that's wonderful. Speaking of, you know, just your aesthetic and especially within albums, where did you get that fur, like colorful <laughs> pad that is basically like the brand of this album? China. Oh. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's got it online. Did you buy it for the album release specifically? I bought. I initially wanted it, and and I almost bought it, but I waited. Um, I I almost bought it just to fucking buy it because I was like, this shit is stupid. And <laughs> then I came up with the album called the album um the name and everything, and then I kind of came up with the concept of the cover, and I was like, yo, that matches that jacket perfectly. And so. I just went ahead and bought the jacket and you're right. It's kind of became a staple. Um, yeah. You know, like it, it's all about the jacket. I got another jacket that I haven't unveiled yet. Um, but that one's going to be pretty cool. And then I'm probably going to get a, there, there's a couple of new ones that I'm looking at getting. So. Ooh, yeah. No, that was definitely, that was definitely a staple moment for sure. Every time I think about the album, like I think about that jacket, that's just, just so fluffy. It just fits, it fits it so well. Yeah, everybody so, tells me the jacket is my personality. So oh, the is, it has its own personality. Oh, 100%. And it matches you so well. <laughs> so well. We gotta take a Yoohoo break. Shout out to Yoohoo. <laughs> so speaking of kind of some more of the new things that you've been working on within the music world uh, since, you know, being an independent artist coming from a label, aside from colors, you've also dropped two singles, uh, Dodgeball and Heights. Yeah. Now, Heights is going to be from an upcoming album, Heady Resin. Can you, what can you tell me a little bit about this upcoming album, if can anything? Actually, um, that's an old graphic, and I didn't feel like adjusting it. Um, Heady Resin is, is nothing. Um, and I was just like, I know it says that on there, but I'm just going to throw it on there. Um, Heady Resin Wait, Right now, it's nothing. Right now, it's nothing. But um, hopefully, it will be something with King Rash. Uh, we've formed okay. the Neon Rejects, and we've been the Neon Rejects for a minute. But 
well, we're working on our own stuff first, and then we're going to come together, and we're probably going to name that album Heady Resin. But ultimately, it was supposed to be on an album called Heady Resin, and I was just like, you know what? I don't care about this graphic. I don't, I don't want to get it remade or, you know, just mess with it in any way. So I just threw it up and uh, gotcha. Well, now I'm expecting an album. <laughs> oh, there's a new album coming. Well, it's the we'll second part of Colors. Oh, shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the second part of what? It's the second part of Colors. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what are you going to call it? Shapes. That's right. That's right. Colors. I've already seen the post about that. Yeah, it's so. Uh, the, it was it's supposed to be a two-part album and I was supposed to be released in November because it was supposed to be six months you got colors six months you got shapes but I had a lot going on and I'm in talks um, with with a company about possibly like picking it up um, you know because colors is it's done wonders for my career like already um, mm-hmm. And it, people are, it's like a demo, I guess, because people are starting to come to me about it. Um, but ultimately what it was, was nine songs on colors. And then it was going to be nine songs on shapes. And when you put the album covers together, I'm getting special made album covers to where it's going to be half me with the uh, rainbow fur on uh, colors. And then half me on with all my black uh, fur with a bunch of black and white shapes. And so was, when you put them together, it would be an 18-track album called Colors and Shapes. Cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately what we're doing. It's just, you know, um, when somebody wants to, like, when somebody is talking money, then you tend to hold up, slow down, and start listening. So that's basically what I did. I, I slowed down. I was like, okay, I'll put this on hold for you. We, you know, we can talk, so... Um, it's still coming. It's still coming probably this spring because I don't want to wait because I don't it was supposed to be six months and six months. And uh, in May, it'll be a year since I released Colors. So I'm not going a year without releasing another album. Um, yeah. And I felt like since I didn't release Shapes in November, that's where the two singles came from. Dodgeball and Heights. I wanted to give to people. And I'm thinking about releasing a third one called Pipe Shop Pimpin'. Cool. Yeah, that would definitely be nice if I get to throw another single in there in between releasing a new album. That's pretty cool. I like the, uh, that I can really picture that album cover, like, a lot. That sounds really dope. Yeah, we got some heavy hitters on Shapes, too, man. No, don't just tell I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody on the Neon Black podcast about the next album. We already got Easy Mac on the song. It's already done. Oh yeah, I've got the verse and everything. The song's done. It's got Eddie Ruger on it too, so it's gonna be the three of us just acting dumb. Right. Um, yeah, we got Easy Mac on the next album, and I won't tell yeah, you. Who. Um, actually, speaking of kind of collaborating with other artists, you've done quite you know, not a bunch of shows, but you've done a decent amount of shows this last year. Uh, I think some of the, the bigger ones would definitely be ICP. Um, you got to be with them. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were at Afro Man show as well that creates Yeah, I did and, Afro Man. I did Jelly Roll this year. Yep, Jelly Roll. And you had Very Mary Stitchmas not too long yeah. ago. 
I can't remember if it was this year or last year, but we did Upchurch the Redneck, which uh, I got a lot of heat for doing, but that was the funnest show I have done in a long time. That dude gets down. Shout out to Upchurch the Redneck, right? It's so weird that you mentioned his name, like little tidbit about Paige. I don't know, maybe back in like uh, sophomore year or something like that. I, I found out about Upchurch growing up in Buffalo, New York. You tend to find <laughs> some, some country rap as such as Upchurch is. And oh, yeah. He's uh, I can see where where that would come from. But that's that he does also seem like he would have amazing like presence. Well, the thing is, like, his fans, there was 1,200 people there, Paige. He sold this venue out. Um, There was 1,200 people there, and they just took to me and King Rash. They loved everything that we did. I didn't hear one boo. Nobody came up to me afterwards like, you suck. Everybody was just mad love. People want to give me shots. We sold a bunch of merch. I mean, it was just great and crazy. I said crazy. But, it's a um, new word. Making and, it. And I got a lot of respect for Upchurch because while he was on stage, like I said, there was 1,200 people in this venue. It was very, very hot. I think it was in the summertime. And he stopped his show numerous times to make sure that people were all right and to give them some water. Like, he's, he cut his band numerous times to make sure that people were okay. I got to give a lot of respect for people that do that. You know, he's, he's one of the oh, realest yeah. dudes that I've seen. And so shout out to Ryan Upchurch. Definitely. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So what was it like performing with Afro Man? Like in that same uh, venue? That was, it was fun. Um, it was the second time I performed with him. I performed oh. with him um, 15 years ago. Oh, uh, wow. when Trey, Yeah, when Trey Styles was alive. Um, we were with, I was with Trey Styles and then I got this opportunity and I was like, oh, this is coming full circle. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, that's where I finally got to meet Smiley Face for the first time, who's a, who's a local rapper who's doing a lot of big things for the community as well as for his career. Um, shout out to Smiley Face. Um, and it was really, really crazy seeing Afro Man in his big ass pimp suit wearing all fucking gold with his pimp cup and everything. He had his cane working. It was dope. It was a fun night. It's always a fun night when you do shows with artists that are about smoking, though, because you know it's going to yeah. be a very <laughs> mellow, low-key, but fun evening. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, how was it with ICP? How was that show? Oh, oh, it was great. It got shut down by the police and the venue. Yeah, it was great. Um, uh, they <laughs> This venue was not ready for what they do, and I don't know if you know much about ICP, but what yeah. they do, That's they take also back in the days. <laughs> Juggalo, yeah, yeah, they take Fago and they just launch it around. And so, I mean, think of it like this: think of your whole house being open, and then somebody takes three hundred two liters of Fago and just launches it around your house. And this venue was pissed. They weren't ready. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into. They cut the show halfway through, and then they realized that the place is already covered. They might as well just let them go. And so they put the music back on, and I guess they didn't know about the very last song being a crazy Fago Armageddon, and it was the last day of the tour, which means they had all this Fago left over. So they had to let it all go. And I'm telling you, 
I ruined a pair of Jordans in there that night, and I wasn't even in any of it. There was there was puddles this thick of Fago going out the door of the venue. And not only that, somebody went in the box office of the venue and stole all the money. So the vin- so the cops came in and they were getting everybody out of the venue so they can investigate. This place was tore the fuck up. And I had somebody told me that they had an event five, six, seven days, oh, about a week later, and the uh-huh. place smelled like Diet Fago. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. Knoxville, Tennessee. That's where it happened. That shit was great. Yo, your stories never disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> I got stories for days. I'll tell you that. You get yourself into some predicaments, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, man. We get it going. It ain't always because of me. Uh, true, true. I'm not saying it is. You just happen to be stuck yeah. in a lot of this. But they're fun. Find safe, and that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find ourselves in some fun, fun situations. So, speaking of fun stuff, let's talk about your most recent show that you just had, Mary Stitchmas. What was the idea behind wanting to throw something like this, especially the name? I love it. Well, I've always wanted to do a Christmas show, but um, I've always wanted it to be like a toy drive type thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, this year, uh, we didn't want to make it. Like, I, got, I got an okay to finally just be like, yo, let's just do it. First, Mary Stitchmas will decide if it's going to be an annual thing, which I I don't know. We'll find out. But um, I initially wanted it to be a toy drive, but I didn't know how big it would be. Um, and there was it, there was about a hundred people there, which for me in in this town that I just moved to in in country bumpkin USA, pulling a hundred people into a historic Sylvia Theater venue is actually really good because they said that I blew the rock shows that week out of the water. Um, wow. Me being a rapper in a little country town, and we did it. I, I, yeah. do, it, I do it by myself. You know, we did it collectively, like me and all the other promote, the openers and stuff. But we made it happen, and uh, so we sold tickets this time. And if I do it next year, I want to be able to um, possibly do a toy drive. But the only reason we didn't make it a toy drive this year is because I had to rent the venue. So I had to make that money back. And, you know, I don't mind losing money. I don't want it to sound like that. But I didn't want to lose money. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, we're going to do it again. Um, but I did, we did so well that they, uh, they asked us back. And I asked to come back. Um, so April the 24th, we are doing a 420-ish show uh, at the Sylvia Theater, and it's, it's going to be a theme show, and it's uh, the theme is, I promise, it's CBD. <laughs> nice. That's what it's going to be. I fun. like it. Yeah, we're going to get down in South Cat. Hell yeah. Well, it's enough uh, time away away since I, yeah, when I saw that like, Stitch Miss wasn't out in Charlotte and I was down in South Carolina, I'm like, one more hour to drive, <laughs> yeah. but I will uh, definitely want to try to do something around in like April. I need to get back out and start traveling again. So definitely down to come out to that show. So definitely I let me know. Five months to prepare, girl. Exactly. I got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, Love to have you. 
Love to have Vince too, because Vince has five months to prepare for that shit too. I'm calling True. you out, Vince. True that. Um, so just to kind of wrap up everything, I want to just talk a little bit about the rest of your 2019 and kind of more than anything, the change that it's been for your life with being an independent artist versus being in a label um, within this last year. So first, you know, I when we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but tell me again uh, why exactly you felt it was like the right move for you to move on from the label and become an independent artist. Well, everything that they weren't doing for me, I was doing myself. Um, you know, they were like, we're going to give you a producer who is world renowned. He used to produce for Twisted. I said, that's cool. Um, he didn't really make the greatest beats in the world. So I felt like I had to settle in a little regard because I couldn't. I'm one of those artists I can't release myself fully unless I like totally respect that beat. I've got to be all about that beat, which is why if you listen to the losing streak and then you listen to colors, vast array of changes. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? A vast array of changes. But not not like knocking that album or anything. I just you know they paired us together and I couldn't use anybody but his beats. He had a lot of great beats, but he had a lot of beats that I wouldn't have used. I would have, you know. Um, but they gave me that and they gave me some features, but ultimately they were just like, we are going to promote you. That's what we're here for. We're, we're going to promote you. We're going to blow you up, this, that. And, you know, as an independent artist, you always have to outwork any situation that you're in. If, you on, if you're on a label, you got to outwork that label to make it work. Um, if you're under a, a booking agency, you got to outwork that booking agency to help bring in those contacts too. You know what I mean? You guys have to work together and they weren't working with me. It was like everything. They handed me some things in the beginning to make an album, but I already knew how to make an album. And I already had my own producers and I already had my own studios. What I needed from them was what came after all that, the promotion side. I need help with all that. They weren't going to give it to me. And so everything that I was doing for myself, I, you know, I could just do it myself. So um, I, it was a struggle to kind of leave. You know, it's it's all love because they were friends of mine, but the business side of it, it was, it was a struggle to leave. Um, And it took like, it it took two years for me to like gain control of all my online shit, my my Spotify, my iTunes and all that. And so the celebration for all that was colors. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense though, too. You know, you don't want to be wasting your energy with something that you know is going to make you grow at the end of the day. Um, But I definitely have seen an increase for sure with what you've been doing online and your whether it's just through the streaming platforms or just your online presence in general. Um, It's been great. What would you say is the most important part about having that online presence being in, in, or just being an artist in general? Uh, I mean, you always got to have it out there, especially with social media these days. And I actually feel like sometimes I don't even post enough. I don't put enough content out. Like I don't have enough videos. I don't do enough vlogging. I don't post enough, you know what I mean? Sometimes I just don't feel like I do enough. Um, but you always have to have something out because if, if, if you 
you got followers and fans and stuff like that, then, you know, they're always going to want to know what you got going on and what you're doing. So, I mean, I feel like I could be doing a whole lot more um, than I'm doing. And that's what I'm going to focus on in 2020. Um, I got a lot of stuff I want to focus on. You know, this is this time of year right now, just the last, I would say from December 15th to January 15th, I hate the world. I think everybody right. hates the world. The world shuts down, you know what I mean, <laughs> for, for like a whole month. Everybody's on vacation. Everybody's doing family shit. And it's like, I'm bored. Why can't, you know, like, I want to go make music. I want to do a show. And everybody's like, well, we're doing family stuff. Or, you know, I'm just, I'm bored this time of year. And my personality shows it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I want to do stuff. <laughs> I yeah. feel you. So, so I won't get I won't get geared back up again until at least probably like February. But yeah, I mean that makes sense. Well, what would you say you're gonna focus on most importantly out of anything once you do start back up? Music, new music, all the time, all the time. I mean, like after Shapes, after I release Shapes, I swear I want to release like two, three songs like every month, dude. It, it's just. The way the game is going, man, constant material just needs to be put out. Constant, yep. constant, constant, constant. Like my boy Brandon Taylor, who is um, Easy Mac's cousin, this whole year put out a song a week. The whole year. Damn. It, yeah, uh, it, it's crazy. He actually, in November, five weeks short, he stopped doing it, but he put out a five-song EP to make up for that after he did it. So he still, the the year hasn't even ended and he already got that 52 songs, you know? And it's just crazy. And his numbers have skyrocketed because that algorithm starts going crazy. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm trying to do um, in 2020. I just want to release as much music as possible. And, you know, wow. if, people, if people don't like it, then the more content I release, I'll know that they're not listening to it. <laughs> so. No, 100%. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's a great outlook for sure. I mean, it's really cool that you also, you know, have done your studying and kind of realize what's been working for other artists and know how to implement it into what you're doing. Well, the thing is, is I have a lot of friends. I've been a I've been in this industry for a long time, um, and I, I was stagnant for a while because I wasn't really putting anything out. I was basically being a hype man, and um, which is my fault. I should have been putting out music the whole goddamn time. Um, but like just in the past five, I would say since 2014, um, is when I basically was born and a lot of the people that I grew up with and doing shows with, and we were friends and acquaintances, they all blew up. They've all blown like Ritz is my dog. He blew up like me and Tom McDonald were close for a minute. He blew up. Like, I knew Hobson back in the back in the day. He blew up. Like, I've just been watching different people and the way that they're easy, Mac, right now. He's blowing up. Yeah. You know I mean? And I've just been watching the way that these these artists are going about doing, doing what they're doing. And um, I'm trying to take notes from everybody. I'm learning a lot watching Tom McDonald because we were talking two years ago, and that dude is just one of the hottest underground things out right now and this dude is just releasing content after content after content and i don't know if you're familiar with russ but that's what Ru that's mm -hmm. how russ blew up dude content after content yep. after content after content after content and so i'm starting to, to to you know 
be like, why haven't I done this dumb shit? You know? Yeah. So that's what I'm concentrating on. And also, I'm always trying to tour, and that never seems to really happen. So I'm trying to tour in 2020. So who knows? I know I want to record a bunch of music. Big things. Well, you got a lot of big things going on. Um, Would you say you have a New Year's resolution? Say I have any what? New Year's resolution? Uh, yeah. To bleed more. <laughs> Pour your heart out into them. Yeah, man. Feel you. <laughs> I want to bleed more without dying. Passion. Um, <laughs> gosh. Uh, so being an entrepreneur, being a new artist, what is one piece of advice you would give to anyone else who's in this kind of same shoes that you're in or is looking to open up into this new world? Oh, man. Well, I've been doing it for quite a while. And just over the past couple of years, I finally started buzzing. So I would look at them and be like, look at everything that I did and don't do any of it. Go a separate way. Because, I mean, I haven't really done too much. I've done a lot of stuff and a lot of people know me, but I haven't really climbed to a bunch of levels that I should have. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really the right person to give advice on anybody. All I can say is watch me and study me and don't do what I've done. You know, go a different way. And see, um, one of my ex-girlfriends, her daughter had a friend who, like, he was like, wanting to rap and he's uh, you know he she gave me the phone he was like I've, I've listened to all your stuff man and i just want to know like how what kind of advice do you have for me i said don't do anything i've done <laughs> i said make content do that make videos do that stay relevant online do that but don't make any of the decisions that i've made save you fucking money <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that's pretty that's pretty valid advice I mean, Don't give out free favors either. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. <laughs> no free favors anymore. So many times you could be making money or getting new opportunities. You got to know your work for sure at the end of the day. Yeah, I think uh, Easy Mac said, no more picking up my phone unless it's money than I answer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, good lyrics. I like it. So aside from what your expectations are for 2020, do you have anything new that you know that's coming out relatively soon you can tell us about do i have anything new coming out like they they, like drop in before that shapes anything we should be looking forward to no damn okay well i mean that's fine Um, i've been thinking about it i've been thinking about it but it's like i'm i'm really talking to um to to a guy about about joining a, a company so i think everything that i have right now that's like color or shapes is being saved and um i'm thinking about rela- like i said earlier releasing an old song that's been unreleased called pipe shop pimpin that's really really okay. dope I, that i really like i sing on it and everything and it's about you know hanging out at the fucking the the bong store all day long with, with your homeboy who runs the shop and everything and you know kind of like being a a stoop kid like when you or a skate kid like when you used to hang out at the skate shop all the time and then go skate around you know for us for us it was the pipe shop man (laughs) 
Five shot pimping, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you doing this podcast again. It's been a lot of fun catching back up. We definitely will have you on with prior more than a year, I promise. Hopefully, maybe next time we can, when I come to visit, maybe in April. Maybe we'll do it in April when I come to the show down in South Carolina. We can do a face to face one. I was about to say, yeah, we need to do a fucking live one or something. Exactly. Like, together, right. like. Yeah. I don't see my face in the right hand corner anymore, man. <laughs> I, I promise I'm upgrading. I will travel more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Podcast, man. Rogan style. Look, look at each other's eyes. <laughs> look into each other's eyes. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Oh, for sure. Definitely keep me updated. Keep me posted. I know that I'll talk to you soon. And again, I want to thank you for doing these neon talks and being neon fam and supporting us and everything that you do for our community. And Everything you do for the music community, too. Neon fam all day. All day. Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, much appreciated again. I will talk to you soon. And Merry Christmas. Yeah, man. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, and the Hanukkah stuff. And, and, yeah, uh, and Happy Holidays doesn't celebrate Christmas. I just know that yeah. this will be out on Christmas. Yeah, my Christmas is going to be hell, but it's all good. You know, it, it's what we make it, right? Well, you know, I, I'm having surgery on my face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So that's right. I'm going to be out of commission for about five days, and it's going to be through the holidays. <laughs> well, you enjoy yourself some ice cream and some relaxation. And, and some Vicodin. And some Vicodin. Yeah. That'll help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we well, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, good New Year's. I hope you drink plenty of champagne, Miller High Life 40s for New Year's, because that's probably what I'm going to drink if I can drink at that point. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you in 2020, Miss Page. Hell yeah, you too, man. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, man, neon for life. Merry Christmas. Bye. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching another episode of Neon Talk. 2020 is going to bring so many big things. I'm super excited. Uh, I really want to thank Stitchy again for coming on. I'm super excited to see what you're bringing to the table for 2020. And if anybody wants to be on Neon Talk in this upcoming year, please send us a direct message through Instagram or Facebook. You can even go send me a message on my personal page over on Instagram as well. Uh, and I'm super, super ecstatic for next week's episode as well. New year, new beginnings, new things. We have Vince, the founder and owner of Neon Black Clothing on again for his second time. Neon Talk going into its second year. This is crazy, guys. 2019 has brought many big things, but I think 2020 is going to be even bigger. So we've got our eyes on the prize. I see the horizon. The sun's rising. We all be metaphors. We're going to do it. This is going to be a great year. I'm super excited. Thank you, everyone, for just supporting, being around for this podcast. I cannot thank you again. I hope everyone is having a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. This has been a great year. Stay warm, guys, and I will see you next Wednesday and in the new year. Bye!